the Holy Gospel, according to Luke, the tenth chapter. Now, as Jesus and his disciples went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Mary was distracted by her many tasks, so she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things and there is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, I have been on vacation for the past two weeks not to a national park, as in past summers, with our son preparing to leave for college in four weeks, which I think is crazy. He is our first child to go off to college. We ended up staying a little bit closer to home in much more familiar places. My in-laws Lake Cottage on Prairie Lake, just south of Detroit Lakes, and uh, my parents' lake cabin on Cabacona Lake, just outside of Walker, Minnesota. Two places that historically have been wonderful that have allowed you to rest, relax, to play, and to unplug from all of life's distractions. For years, there was no cable TV. There was no internet. There was no cell phone coverage anywhere. It was awesome. But all of us know times have changed, right? So the past two weeks reminded me once again that much like the rest of the world, we have to be more intentional than ever to unplug in a world that is constantly plugged in. Right? I mean, think about it. There's mobile phones, the 24-hour news cycle, social media, all this information that is available to us at our fingertips 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so today, more than ever, it seems as if though we are living in a world that is more and more distracted, requiring more and more of our attention. Today's gospel reminds us of that very struggle. And the question, I think, is this. When are we to set aside our busy calendars, our responsibilities, all of those to-do lists, and simply rest in God's presence, listening to what God has to say? To us. Now the tension mounts in our gospel as Jesus addresses Martha's busyness, worry, and distraction compared to Mary's contemplation, focus, and desire. 
to sit at the feet of the great teacher. And so, in an increasingly hectic, chaotic, busy, and at times nonsensical world, having a merry heart in a Martha world can definitely be a challenge for each and every one of us. It is not easy to perform and host and be hospitable like Martha, all the while living with this calm, centered, and healthy heart like Mary. Now, I think I need to speak up a little in Martha's defense. Martha is often seen as the one who is lacking priorities, who is just simply being stubborn because she did not rush over to Jesus' feet like Mary did. But actually, in the translation, it is very clear that Martha is extremely busy. She literally has too much to do. Her plate is full. It is overflowing. So it's not like she had misplaced priorities per se, and she certainly wasn't being stubborn. She literally had too much to do. But now, each and every one of us, we know what that's like. We have certainly all experienced those feelings like we have too much to do. So the question then for each and every one of us as people of faith is what then must we do? And here it is. In the Christian life, the things that must be done are simple. That we gather as community around word and sacrament. We're doing that this morning. We're gathering around the Word at the 8.30 service. We gathered around the baptismal font for the sacrament of holy baptism. We are to love God. And we are to love our neighbor. So Jesus then advises you and me that without first being centered on God's word and nourished by God's word, that we will become worried, we will become distracted by many things, and our responsibilities to our needs, the needs of our neighbor, as well as the needs of God's creation, will become overwhelming and often then neglected. Now let me give you a little example on the importance of centering, of centering on God's word through the lens of pottery. When I was a senior in college, just a few years ago, <laughs> thank you, I took a class in pottery. Now, I've never considered myself to be a great artist, okay? Mr. Matz, my elementary school art teacher, often was left scratching his head because I literally drew every single picture, body, with a protractor, a compass, and a ruler. Everyone's heads was a perfect circle. Their ears were perfect rectangular, rectangles or half moons. Anything that those instruments can do, that's how I drew. So, by all means, I do not claim to be a wonderful artist in that respect. However, I fell in love with pottery. 
along with actually creating a piece of art, I also found it to be this moment that I had where there was this great sense of calm and peace that came to me as I sat at the potter's wheel preparing to center the clay. Now, in the art of pottery, centering the clay on the potter's wheel is the most important step in throwing a pot. When centering the clay, the potter's entire body is part of the process. Forearms are pressed firmly against one's thighs, your feet are planted firmly on the ground, and the mind is focused. Why? Because if the potter's body is off balance, the clay will not be centered as it is brought up from the wheel. And as a result, the pot will be off balance and it will be misshapen, and the potter will literally be fighting against, pushing against the clay. Now what that meant in my case is more often than not, I just had to start over. So to be shaped and formed by God into the creation that we are intended to be involves being fed and centered on God's word so that we can work with God's spirit and not against it, okay? So in a world that is filled with countless distractions, I encourage you to take a step back. I encourage you to take a deep breath, to pause, and to center yourself on God's word. Then listen and pay attention. Now these past two weeks that I've been on vacation have reminded me once again that we can listen and experience God's presence, God's activity, God's word in many and powerful ways. We do that here at church. We do that as we gather as a community of faith. But there are other places that we can experience that same, that same love and grace and mercy that comes to us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Last week, and most nights for that matter, my family and I were blessed with another spectacular sunset over the lake. Absolutely stunning. Those moments where you just want to take a mental picture, but also capture it with your phone, right? In that moment, I thought of Barbara Brown Taylor, some words that she had written in her book, An Altar in the World, where she shows the reader how to discover altars, Altars everywhere, everywhere we go, in nearly everything we do, as we learn to live with purpose, as we learn to pay attention, to slow down, to center ourselves, and to revere the world we live in. This is what she writes, and I want you to just think about that language of centering, that language of encountering God in those various places. This is what she writes. People encounter God under shady oak trees, 
on riverbanks, at the tops of mountains, and in long stretches of barren wilderness. God shows up in whirlwinds, starry skies, burning bushes, and perfect strangers. When people want to know more about God, the Son of God tells them to pay attention to the lilies of the field and the birds of the air, to women needing bread and workers lining up for their pay. Whoever wrote this stuff believed that people could learn as much about the ways of God from paying attention to the world as they could from paying attention to Scripture. What is true is what happens. Even if what happens is not always right, people can learn as much about the ways of God from business deals gone bad or sparrows falling to the ground as they can from reciting the books of the Bible in order. They can learn as much from a love affair or a wildflower as they can from knowing the Ten Commandments by heart. She goes on to write, This is wonderful news. I do not have to choose between the Sermon on the Mount and the Magnolia Tree. God can come to me by a still pool on the big island of Hawaii as well as on the altar of the Washington National Cathedral. The house of God stretches from one corner of the universe to the other. I pray that in the coming weeks you can find time like Mary to pause and placing all the distractions aside center yourself on God and on God's word. I pray that you listen and pay attention to how God is shaping you like the clay and forming you that you listen to God and pay attention to how God is instructing and calling you to extend love and grace and mercy out into a world that desperately needs it, perhaps now more than ever, through everything you think, say, and do. I pray that you listen and pay attention to God calling you to work with God's Spirit rather than against it, and in turn, be the body of Christ in this world. Just think about it for a moment. If we cast aside all of those distractions, what would it look like for you to be the body of Christ in the world. Let it be so. Amen.